Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Unveiling Pod. Yeah, I was waiting for them to, you know, take the cue. With me, your delectable host, Holy okay. Sketon. Right. And as usual, I have Komkom, my delectable co-host. Hey guys, we need to get a new adjective. I don't want to have the same adjective as you. But hello, guys. You should be you should be happy to have the same adjective as me. Oh, is yeah. it please flips here? But welcome to the unveiling pod. Wow, this, is a, <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about a range of spiritual topics and it affects all of us as growing believers. And we are excited to come again this week with that. <laughs> I told you guys that we don't play, we don't play, you know. Yeah. We like to go to the ends of the earth and bring all the Christians from those places, man. Hallelujah. Thank you to this podcast. And we also pack all the Deborahs. I, I know. <laughs> like, thank you, Okay. Uh, all the Deborahs in our life should just line up and come and do podcasts. But welcome to our very dear friend, Ooh. our our baby, our baby, but she's actually somebody's baby. But yeah, <laughs> baby, baby. Oh, okay. We are sharing. Now we have adopted, and she's now our baby. Our baby. Come um, help me with the adjectives now. She's one of, she's one of she's the one of most passionate people I know. Yes, she's one of the most kind-hearted human beings I've ever met. Like, oh. and she's very stressful. Don't just say good things. Ah. Ah. Hey, stressful oh, baby stressful. What? baby can't stress but i have to blow her okay. top baby is extremely kind hearted like when we joyful first, yeah when we first moved in together so backstory baby is actually my friend yes actually but we met her at the same time and you you find out about baby <laughs> through my friend she is your friend no but let's go how did you meet baby that my friend in, my friend introduced you to baby so in yes. the end when you get a friend that is not your family member that you are the one who brought and doesn't have connection to the day well you've been saying this since last year it's time difference but at least now i'm sure okay. but yeah so baby and i used to live together when she was in college station here with me before she moved on to greater things and she was my roommate and she became my friend and then she became my sister and she's just an amazing i remember when i had covid when we first moved in the first few days sharp sharp i already chopped covid as i woke up this morning and this girl had already prepared pepper soup for me with rice <laughs> and she now sprinkled what was that great that is pretty nice parsley 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 that's so embarrassing say that great <laughs> I said, hey, wait, what happened? <laughs> like, did I wake up in the hotel? I said, baby, me, I don't have this. This is not how I eat, too. I just put my food in the bowl and I But she's extra, but she's so kind. She's the most kind-hearted human being I've ever met. Yeah, including Komi. But yeah. So welcome, baby. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. She's bilingual. She speaks French. So, yeah, that's a French on that tone. When you say bowling tone, Houston. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and wait, we'll be asking baby. Wait, let's find out how she's doing. Then we'll ask her to greet. After you we find out how you're doing, please greet all our French listeners. Yes, sure so, we don't have any, but we'll have in future. So greet them. Yeah, if we self we are this we are those we speak French, even if our French is je, je, we speak French, so that's mm-hmm. baby. Baby took her testify of our French capabilities. Just that yes, when she has to write in French and she speaks, yes, <laughs> she I think my brain just shuts down. <laughs> okay, let's okay. So, oh, moving yeah. on, podcast because we are going no. off. The- the wonderful, fashionable, brilliant, god fearing. We can talk about this during the podcast. Please, can we start before people stop listening? This is how you're behaving when the other Debbie. I we will start bringing people that you're friends with because you don't know how to behave. Last time, okay. um, Coco, Deborah, Uche, Boo, Lam. I'm doing good. This week has been up and down. I just started working back in office, so I'm trying to get used to being there at exactly 7 a.m. and leaving at 4, but it's been good so far. I heard that when the boss leaves, like my supervisor leaves, we can leave, so I usually just leave once he leaves at 2 p.m., so I guess that's a good thing. And then I just continue out. That's less than eight eight hours now. I know, but I mean, we get that every day and it's fine. Yeah. But it's been good so far. Okay. That's that's amazing. Komi, how have you? have you been? Um, I've been good. Uh, God has been faithful. Yeah, I'm still in Minnesota. Yeah. So so I have one more week and then I'll be back in Louisville. Um, but overall, this week at work, God did two miracles. In fact, we usually have um, our monthly business reviews, first and second week with the VPs, and they were both cancelled. This I was here for it. I was so excited, and I'm thankful and grateful about that. But yeah, it's been good. Yeah, for last your week been. I can't believe that's Kobe's testimony. <laughs> it gives me anxiety. So anybody who knows me know that i i can talk to anybody i can talk to a crazy person on the street i can talk to somebody who doesn't speak english but there is something that as the crowd increases mm-hmm. like is in a party <clears throat> or talking you know i've become more anxiety kind of builds up it's something that my mentally i've tried to control but so the, the the more the audience grows i can talk to i can be friends with everybody in the audience but the moment i have to present something to them as a collective group i don't know it's my mind starts to play tricks on me so every time i create a script of what i would say at the monthly business review i don't go by the script but because if you know me too i don't read well so i can't if i read it they will know i'm reading so 
it's something that I just have to go over it over and over again and then I get to a level comfort level and then I present but I've not had to do that this month so yay yay me but yeah yay you wait did we ask baby how she is yes now Okay, and baby did you baby did not greet people in french so before we get baby, to you said you wanted out. me to greet after that's why no, after waiting. you said i say greet them now yes thank you for kissing them thank you for saying yeah from abidjan then changing that you're from i i was about to call you out for that but it's okay let's just yeah how can she say she's from i'm like what is all of this i know i'm going to say florida and then kissing kissing but we're happy to have you too you see our our french is not bad we we understood what you were saying um but yeah follow how you doing I'm I'm doing okay. I thank God. Um, semester is going well. I'm I'm teaching a different course today, so I'm not under uh, this semester. So I'm not as I'm not under as much pressure as I was, you know, in the previous semesters. So I'm I'm doing good. It's going to be a long weekend. I'm going to Houston. I'm excited. I guess that's it. There's really nothing special going on in my life. So wow. <laughs> When I just came to you, how long ago? Nothing special is going on in your life. Like, um, nope, nothing special is going wow. on. Okay, Debbie was here last week, but she has gone back, and so is that also kind of the. It's so weird that when I when you called Deborah, Debbie, Debbie is just I'm thinking about another person. She's baby. Please, can you just keep it as baby in this? Oh, Baby. Uh, yeah. Baby, how what's your salvation story? Okay. Um, first of all, my parents are like Christians, Christians, they're into ministry. My dad is a bishop, and my mom, um, she works for like a school, she had her own school, and um, we grew up in a Christian family and everything. And I feel like every time I thought I knew God, but my mom would always say, you're not like a real believer you're being a hypocrite and i'm like how am i a hypocrite like i do think i'm serving god but she was like when you serve god there's a difference you would know you know and i actually got baptized and everything and then i moved to college i think college is when i actually realized that i didn't even know god you know and i was in a sorority Afakalpa. And in my sorority, yeah we were uh we kind of had like a night where we were doing yeah we had a night where we were doing um like this we we're watching this show online and it was this girl she was just preaching and i sat there and i don't know what happened we we're just watching a video for a young girl talking about god and i think in that moment i felt like god was telling me like this is where you're supposed to be you know but you're so distracted by every other thing in life and I was just there watching that girl talking and I started to cry. I remember I cried for like 35 minutes straight and everybody was like, why are you crying? And I couldn't even figure out why I was crying. All I know was I was just crying and crying and like I was thinking so many things at the same time. And I remember I went outside and I called our youth pastor and I was like, 
I don't, I want to know God. Like I want to get baptized. I want to get the Holy Spirit. I want to be a believer. You know, like I want to grow my faith. I want everything that every believer has, every Christian has. So in that moment, he was like, what is happening? I was like, I don't know. Like I just kept crying and crying. And then we um set up a meeting with him. And I went there and then he started to explain to me the meaning of being baptized. Like, it's not just like, because I told him I was baptized before. And he was like, it's not just going underwater and climbing, you know. And like, well, all your sins are forgiven. But then like, it also takes work, you know, like a lot of things. It's not you being a good person. It's not about you going to church every Sunday. It's not about you like, um, just living like a life that believers will live. There's something more to that you know once you meet god and you know god and from that i started to learn and i realized that yes i was like involved with um children with vbs and so many other things but i didn't know god or have any relationship with him until that night so for me that is my like salvation story that's when i really started to know god and eventually with time um, i started to be more involved with the things of god i started to I just like crave God more and the presence of God to the point where I was um, craving the Holy Spirit. I started to speak in tongues, um, establish my own youth ministry, you know, women youth ministry and things like that. So yeah, that's a little bit of my salvation story. So. Wow. Uh, Mosheri, that's... Yeah. Another pastor's kid on this call. Uh, well, Folu is not a PK, so... No, I'm not a PK. So, mm. before we go to today's topic, I just want to quickly ask, what do you think the hardest part of being a Christian has been for you? I'm just curious. I don't know where the question came from, but I'm just curious. Mm. I think it would be losing my friends. Like, at least um, people that I taught. I'm a very friendly person. I like to be around people. They say I'm extra, but yeah, that's me. So I think that was the hardest part for me, honestly, like knowing that the people, because I came to college with the people I grew up with for my undergrad. So those people were not yet there spiritually. And I think it was hard for me to have to let go. Like I was always hanging out with like my friends and a lot of Bahamians. And I don't know if you know, but Bahamians love partying. They like to have fun, you know. So I think it was hard for me to realize that I had to drop all that, not because I like became a Christian, but I think God was just working on that side of me, you know, like the influence of my friends and then pressure and everything. So I really had to like quit a lot of my friendships, you know, to be able to grow in my faith and just get to know God. And a lot of them now were like friends because now they've like reached to that level spiritually. And they're like, sometimes we talk and they say things like, oh, we wish like, you know, when you were talking to us, we weren't, we had started to, to get to know God, but God has his own timing for everybody. So that was the hardest part for me, knowing that I didn't have like any friends at all, like literally no friends. I guess it just kind of for me, like what she's what did they just said about losing friends kind of moves us into um like our topic today. So today we're talking about heaven's greatest, and we're taking it from Matthew 18. Um, verse one to nine, or verses one to nine, and in the later part of the of of, of the um, scripture that we're looking at today, from verses six to nine, talking about it talks about um, woe to you, like if you make another person stumble as a Christian, and for me, I'm just like, is separating yourself? I don't, I don't know if this question is going to make sense, but 
I know that you got to a point where you had to separate yourself mm-hmm. as a Christian in order to like grow spiritually. But do you think that in any of those, in that separation that you did, or do you think that at any moment, did you think that you probably, um, did any of your friends come to you and say, oh, like, Debbie, I think what you did at this point, you know, made me less reluctant to become a Christian? Was there any conversation like that? Um, I don't think so. I think it was more, and also, like, I don't even think I realized I was separating myself for them, from them, you know. It was eventually after a while, like, our interests were no more aligned, if I can put it that way. Like, the things we would love before together, I wasn't loving them anymore. So, I guess it was hard for me to just be in that group. So, I mean, it's college. If you're not trying to be cool, then that's your problem, you know, moving on. Everyone just moves on. But... Wait, I'll say like there's one of my friends right now. We do talk a lot about that, you know, because we weren't friends, we were childhood friends. And once I started to grow, she and I like we really separated for like three or four years, and now we're back again and we talk about that. But there wasn't anyone that came out to me and, be, and said anything like, Oh, you know, it made it hard for me. I think for them now, it makes them realize how much I was determined, you know, to actually grow in my faith with God and get to know God, like how much that was a priority for me. And everyone realized that. So it's kind of like the separation just happened automatically. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I, I like the way we put it. Your interests become not aligned. Um, yeah. And so it, it does make sense that you said that somehow you guys start to drift because if you are going to Bible study, for instance, the other person is going to a lounge or i'm not saying all lounges lounges are bad or, yeah. or a nightclub or something and that's not where it's at for you so in the end you guys start to pick different things spend less time together and you, you automatically drift but back to today's scripture i feel like it's one of those things where i was thinking about um the verse after you know um I would explain the scripture shortly. I will give Fulu the, the, the honors to explain the scripture. But you know, it says if your hand will cut you, if your hand causes you to if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your if your two foot um, um feet causes you to sin, cut it off. Mm-hmm. So it's better to enter heaven without those than to have those and end in hell. So I think sometimes some of those things are intentional effort but sometimes i feel like believe that the holy spirit also helps because it's our helper right he helps us yeah. do some of those cuttings for us yeah so um okay. bebe yeah since you are our guest i said for little today on us but on the second part um do you want to like explain this scripture is one to nine because we don't want to read it right mm-hmm. I guess like the first part, I'd say one to five is talking about who is like the greatest in heaven. The disciples are asking Jesus like, who I'd say amongst them is the greatest, you know, and Jesus is telling them that the greatest is the person who behaves like a kid in the kingdom of God, you know, like children are the greatest, you know, in the kingdom of God. Those who take the position of children are the ones, oh, those who take position in the kingdom of are the ones that are considered as the greatest and then also like the six to nine talks about how you shouldn't be a cause for someone to stumble like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be the reason why someone fails in their christian work or even in their journey to getting to know christ 
So, so, baby, and for you guys to chime in, because now you are explaining, I was thinking, why, why, why in the first place do you think that people, grown men, grown men, who <laughs> they be with God, uh, Jesus, for years, at this point, they've been with Jesus for a couple years, I believe, mm-hmm. are, are up and down asking, who is the greatest? Like, for me, what, I think what was going on in their heart? I think okay. it's hu- like it's the human part of us. You know, we want to know that what we're doing is right. We want to know that I am perfect in what I'm doing. Like, I'm the best in what I'm doing. I think it's that side of us that's eager to know that we're correct, we're excellent, we're perfect. That made me led them to ask. You know, like just to make sure that. You know, in the, on the individual basis, yes, they are disciples, but are they really, like, are they the best, you know, that God can have, that Jesus can have? I would say in that way, because I think even us as Christians, sometimes we, like, question ourselves, like, like can I do better, you know, am I, like, the, on top? Sometimes you even hear prayers where people say, oh, you will do better than your family members, you will be great and preach the word of God and things like that. You know, I think it's just a human part of us that desires to be at the top. I think Bebe is very nice because in my opinion, I feel like it was just, they were just power hungry, position hungry. Validation. Yeah, I totally agree with her that it's human instinct, you know. Maybe there was a part of them that wanted to really, you know, as Bebe said, be sure that. But for me, it just really felt like, ah, Jesus, after we've been working with you all these years, who is going to be your right hand man? Like, who is going to be your second hand? Because what me have sacrificed, eh? I deserve, that's how it felt to me, like, I deserve to be your second in command. Judas cannot be your second, or Peter cannot be your second in command, or what's the name of another disciple? Andrew. Yeah, cannot be your second, because they haven't put in as much effort as I have. Did you say Paul? (laughs) Paul Paul, No, Paul was not Paul, actually. (laughs) Okay, Okay, yeah. But, 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 point of view of validation i've never thought about it like that so the pure all things are pure yeah because yes that baby is a pure person because for me maybe because baby did not grow up in nigeria this you know they call it akitinyo uh, gragra you know when you've been working for somebody you want to show mm-hmm. have you ever been to i want to say mcdonald's or i'm not looking down people working McDonald's, but a job that you know that you don't need any great special skill to do it. But somebody wants to tell you that um, we don't place our, we place our cups like this. Sit up straight. That kind oh, of yeah. behavior. So the manager will see them. That's... I'm sorry, but it feels like, yeah, let me, let me, let me. There's dignity in labor. But it just feels like back in Nigeria, you know, those those um, security men at the banks. Yeah. At the... Oh, yeah, doing the money. Put it in the locker. When people have small power like this, they just want yeah. to. <laughs> they, just oh. want to they are the greatest of all. So, I, I, for me, I feel, I feel like that's the perspective that the disciples were having. So, I guess another question I have is, how can people walk with Jesus for so long and not see? It's almost like that scripture that says, weren't our hearts burning within us? But think mm-hmm. about it. These people have been living with Jesus. Jesus was perfect. And yet mm-hmm. they're still trying to outshine each other. And how does that translate to our lives now? 
I mean, at the end of the day, it just shows that it, no matter how long you work with Christ, we are still a work in progress. You know, it, it, we are all striving for perfection. At some point or the other, those human desires, those selfish desires, they will creep up, they will come up. But it takes like constantly killing that's those that that fleshly nature, constantly killing it as you move towards perfection. That's that's how you now get to the point where you are like Jesus. But I don't think that it was, I don't know. It, yeah. And they had worked with Jesus for just three years, to be fair. To be fair, to that be fair. That's a long, a long time for some of us have worked with Jesus for more than that. And the things that we are saying, and the things that we are asking God, even the disciples are like, oh, really? we are not this. I wanted to say that Jesus was not physically there, but then we even have the Holy Spirit now, which is even more. Exactly. He's in us. And just going back to Bebe's story of our salvation story, when Bebe said, sometimes I think there's a moment where the Holy Spirit does his work, you know? Like, I'm just sitting down watching that show. I'm sure if I watch that show, I'm not saying the Holy, the Holy Spirit lives in me for sure, I know. But I might just watch it and be like, why is she, was she even crying? Do you get? <laughs> Honestly, even now when I watch, I'm like, why was I crying? Like there was this, it was this, it was funny, but yeah. After that show, I'm going to go and party, man. I'll just wipe my tears. I'll be like, God help us all. <laughs> but um, for, um, to answer your question, I was going to say, I think like um, it's also just like. You know, like we're human beings, right? And I think sometimes we struggle with accepting whom we are in Christ and like what how God where God has already positioned us, you know, and believing um that He's taking us, you know, to greater things step by step. I think it's hard for us to accept that whether like he's there or he's not there. Like we have the Holy Spirit, the um disciples they had um Jesus, you know, but the that part of not believing whom they are, you know, it makes you question yourself even as you walk with christ like things happen you let the devil in and then you start to question every single thing that god has mm. done for you and like how much glory and like grace he has shown you through your work you know like even as you read the bible you see so many like um believers doubting themselves doubting their work with god when you fall into temptation or you fall into sin you know you start to question am i really Am I a Christian? Does God even know me again? Does God hear me? Sometimes also when we go through like tough times and we're not hearing from God, we start to question if we're even, you know, there in front of God or even God recognizes us as Christians. So I think there's that, um, you know, part of us that is always wanting to be reassured of whom we are in Christ that leads us to that in a way. Thank you. Thank you, baby. I think yeah. that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? Yeah. yeah and and i and i agree with baby like i i never really looked at this passage this way and it's good that we're having this conversation because sometimes like like baby says we need reassurance we feel like are we are we doing are we even going on this journey well like a lot of christians who are born again are still worried if they're going to go to heaven like that's mm -hmm. how much of how much confusion or how much uncertainty a lot of us have you know despite the fact that you believe in christ the bible says that you should confess with your mouth and you should acknowledge in your heart and you are saved right but a lot of people mm -hmm. after you think we're not saved and i also think one of the issues is what we think in our hearts is the 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 definition of greatest 
you know we think that the greatest is uh whoever and i'm not saying that it's it's great to do all these things you know it's great to go all out it's great to as much as god gives you the grace absolutely mm-hmm. do this i'm not saying that we should just rest on our house our christ has died and we can do whatever we like but sometimes i feel like we the, the definition that we give to great greatest is different from and which which is what christ showed in this passage is completely different from you know what god ascribes to as as greatness yeah that's such a good point um before we even go into talking about the character why jesus you know picked a child um i just want to piggyback on Folu's comment if they've asked me to list greatest christians now i would not list the mommy on the streets going up from street to street telling children or having telling children about god or something i'll be talking about the billy grahams of this world the martin luthers of this world the pastor deboy of this world the you know mm-hmm. the pastors that we 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 we, we know their, their names but is is that really who god is calling the greatest is that those things are great don't get me wrong i don't want anybody to pick what we've said and wrong with it and yeah, twist our good. words but god picked a child he didn't pick his disciples or some other people that were following him he picked a child so what so my question for bebe and for Liz, what characteristics or was in a child or is in it in children that god will bring one and place in front of us and say this is who this is your model this is this is who you look don't look up to this is who you look down to this is sorry that i thought that was a joke that's a bad joke but this is who because you know you look up at adults but this is who you look yeah. down to, to be like so for me my, my, you know, my, I'm getting, I'm becoming the same height as my, follow your shot. So what's, what am I even, as my nephew? So I guess we are looking at each other oh, in the I'm, eyes. I'm not your height, mate. With one inch. Wow. Who is the greatest in height? Who is the greatest among them? This, this is the behavior of the disciples. <laughs> but I like, I like verse four. It says, therefore, whoever takes this lowly position of this child, the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. So th- there's an oxymoron. When you think about great, you think about grandos. What's great in French? Grand. 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 Big. Great. And Jesus is saying lowly, low, small, like looking like there's a wheat. You know, there's a song, it's called The Simple kingdom it says what this world what this world cause calls a cause that's what god cherishes mm-hmm. so yeah what what are some of the characteristics we think in a child that is admired because children can be annoying they can yeah. be so many things but what is it in a child that god wants us to take up that lowly position god is not calling us to be childish it's calling us mm-hmm. to be childlike. And what is mm-hmm. the, what's the, you I, know? I would say for me, like, humility and confidence. I think kids are, like, very humble beings. They are very clueless of what is happening around them. So that makes them really, like, humble. I mean, you, you tell a kid not to do this. You scream on them. You, like, 
scold them. The next minute, they're back to you again. They're smiling with you. They're laughing with you. But if you scold an adult, like, they might even unfriend you and be like, you're hating on them, you know. So I think that humble part of them, that innocent part of them, and also, like, their confidence, like, kids will narrate to you what they have planned for their lives and how they trust in that whole plan more than even you as an adult, you know. And I think, like, their, how their confidence is based is exactly how God wants us to have, like, confidence in him. Like, even if you don't see anything, you know, the Bible says that faith is things that are unseen. Like, have faith and trust who you are in God, you know. And then also be humble, be willing to learn from others, be willing to know that even as you grow in your Christian world, you're still learning every day, you know, as you breathe, you're still learning from God because we all learn from God at the end of the day. Whether you're like a bishop today or something, there's always something, you know, you have to learn. And I think for me, those are the two things that probably I'll say Jesus saw in kids and he was like, we should be childlike. So you yeah. said confidence and the main fact humility. that you don't get upset, humility, humility. yeah. 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 I think I mean, also kids, are, oh no, for look, go ahead. Are you sure you, you don't want to go ahead? That's my British accent, guys. Okay. My, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say trust, of course, just in line with, you know, having confidence mm-hmm. with, and just f- faith. Because I, I think about when I was younger, you know, you, we see a lot of these memes on social media. When my mom says, go and wear your shoe, you are going with me. Like, I believe her that I'm going with her. If I let me give you guys this gist. So there was this <laughs> when I was younger, I used every Christmas, every holiday, I would do braids. They would take me to do braids. So my mom had told me that ah, that once you vacate from school, the next day they'll take you to go and do your braids. I believe I dreamt about those braids throughout the night. How I was going to be flipping my hair. I, I believed them so much. I didn't know if my mom was uh, scamming me or she was, she genuinely couldn't take me the next day, but it was just the kind of faith that I had. Every time I think about faith, I think about that situation. And I just, it, even though I ended up not going the next day and I cried my eyes out, I cried my eyes out, but it was just the level of faith, the level of trust in the fact that my mom said, I'm going to go and braid my hair the next day. And I did not mm-hmm. doubt her. I already said, making plans about how I will look when I braid my hair, the kind of clothes I wear when I braid my hair, how I will pack the hair. So I think it's it's faith. If kids are so full of faith, they will not doubt what you say. If you tell a child, this this thing is white. They'll say, oh, well, maybe these kids of nowadays, because my nephew will tell you, no, it's blue. Bless <laughs> <laughs> your life. But <laughs> when we were kids, we original kids. <laughs> But I feel like the age for being a child right now is uh, maybe two years old because I I because this pandemic. Wow. Because I wanted to say my only my smallest niece is a child. Grace is an adult, and so I think two years old is when the other one has even left two years old. So no, my nephew fired. I just turned two. He's already I because it's true. What's the reach to the other for? But yeah. <laughs> you was already eyeing us. I was there. Yeah. I would say trust, trust, being trust, uh, trusting in God and just having faith. Follow what you said there, and I'll go back to what Baby said. But what you said reminded me of something I saw in social media. They say we're always asking God, God, give us clarity for the direction, give us this. 
He said, what, what, what in the world do you think faith is? You want so much clarity. Did your mommy tell you where she will take you to make the hair? Who will make the oh. hair? At what time they will make the hair? Like, <laughs> what color the hair? All you knew and you were running with is that you were going to get braids. Okay. And that was it. Mm. But nowadays, we'll be praying to God. we say, God, uh, give me a house. Say, oh, oh God, give me, give me a car. Then God will be like, I'll give you a car in next year. He'll be like, but God, how will you provide the car? Who will pay for the car? God, will the color of the car be red, blue, green? Will the car be a Jeep? Will it be SUV? I'm sure God is so tired of us because we, we think when, when we pray for direction, we think direction means full clarity of instruction step by step. But that would not be faith. If we get, if God is giving us pictures, full yeah. picture, then it's no more faith. Yeah, that's a a magic. When it does, when the miracle, I'm magic, magic wand. Yeah, it's Friday, but you know the English is gone. <laughs> but I remember, like just what you said, there was a story I heard about this lady who was giving a testimony. Um, of you know how she met her husband, and she had said that when she, coming, <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. Let's see about she met her husband. Let's... <laughs> Let's see, let's see about but, but so she had said that when she was praying, she wasn't even praying about her husband. She was just praying. Um, she had been through a phase in life, and then God gave her two words: school and Houston. And so she said, "You know what? I'm going back to school." God said, "I'm going back to school." And was it school and Houston? Something in Houston. She, I can't remember what. Oh, the is that you? Was. No, it wasn't. I was, yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm. Yeah, yeah, you see, let me text as you what I say because okay, continue. No, it was. I can't remember. I'm if it just was joking. Was, I know the other word was Houston, and you know she did the first part. She went back to school. He had to do do with school, and then the other part, she told everybody that she's moving to Houston. That God said she's moving to Houston, but all God said to her was Houston, and she was like, "Oh, I'm moving to Houston from Atlanta. I'm moving to Houston. I'm moving to Houston." Ends up being that the person that God, her husband that she eventually got married to was his last name was Houston, but. She wow. told her Houston, and she has told the old woman that she's going back to school. Well, she's, she's moving into his house. And the woman that is not going to Houston, that is not physically moving to Houston, cannot marry her. But yeah, she ended up going to Houston, Sha. But does she, does she still live? Does she live with Houston in Houston? Right? Wow. She lives in Georgia. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> another thing Bebe said is about kids is humility and it makes me think about how kids are free have you seen mm. how kids are like and you cannot touch on it a little bit but kids can be there i think it's a med of their humility and their confidence they will just be rolling they don't care they are the center of they they are just at abandon they see their parents they're not embarrassed in public if a kid is feeling a song they will dance to the song no people are watching me people are watching me i feel like with with more knowledge and more awareness we start to feel, well, well, can how can I do this? I once heard a pastor say something, a, a senior pastor say something that shook my mind. He said that how can him, how can him be seen with a megaphone preaching the gospel at his level? Uh, level. This was the level. The level oh, yeah. is, yeah, I try to preach on a lot of grants, pages worldwide in different international and 
publicized seeing himself, of, of course, he's anointed, but there's that position of loneliness missing. I honestly think, I'm not, and I, I know I go to Redeem, and I know a lot of, um, a lot of people who don't go to that do not attend Redeem, like Pastor Deboye. And so obviously, some people may not be a fan or whatever, but I feel like it's because of his humility, his loneliness. He doesn't see himself too big. Because if you know Nigerian pastors, there's how you get to a level that. Yeah, they are God on earth. Yeah, you can't. It's God of man, no man of God. Mm-hmm. But like, people, humility itself is attractive. If you see a child who is kind and things, kids are attractive. Because if you're a child and you are you are you're a Christian, you love people the way a child is, you're confident, you're God confident, you you are you are you are, you are trusting of God, you are free, you're also going to be attractive. People are going to see you and be like, Oh, that person is follow is different, baby is different. Mm-hmm. Baby was very, very annoying when I met baby. <laughs> Let me say wow. like because baby baby is somebody that you know very joyful and i guess yeah for Lou, we were we were stuck in that apartment for a while that joy had left us before baby came to meet us <laughs> but is if you are a witch that you wouldn't like baby after a while you get she can be stressful in fact she'll be like let's go this let's carry after some time i was like i'm doing too much work in this you see let me just go back to louisville but when follow was saying she's kind she's kind i think is is i'm not trying to blow your head in this place is the the lonely you are like lo, like lowly you don't get you don't take yourself too seriously and mm. i think that's what god or christ in this passage is calling us to be as christians yeah i agree i think kids like they definitely don't seek any type of like authority or responsibility like they just want to be themselves you know and trust in their parents kind of like what for said you know she was trusting in her mom to get her braids done and that's about to do that now, it's that part of them yeah i i think another i think another thing that strikes me about kids is as much as you know as much as maybe when we were growing up okay well that's a different conversation but what i've noticed in a lot of kids i have five nephews is they're not afraid to ask you questions. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of maybe not challenge you, like, because I wouldn't want to challenge God. <laughs> but I, I feel like that there's some kind of um they're inquisitive. Yeah. They, and I feel like sometimes we get to a point um in our Christian work when we feel like we have matured, that's we feel like oh is somehow to ask god questions you know we don't want to ask mm-hmm. questions. that we, we should know we should know by now yeah, we should know it's abominable to ask god any is the unquestionable god yeah I, yeah god is definitely the unquestionable unquestionable god but me oh i ask god questions though because you can't you don't know all things bible says we see in part and we understand in parts and i feel like it is okay to ask God questions if you are not sure about it. Mean, it is now left to God to answer those questions or not mm-hmm. to answer those questions. And but I, I feel, feel like, like if he does, oh, continue. Yeah, go ahead, gonna, go ahead. No, I was going to say if he doesn't answer those questions, we give you peace about the questions. Exactly. Yeah. The way we portray God as if he's some um, 
yes on Mugabe. <laughs> I feel like it's I, and it almost it stems back to I think what I, either your baby said beginning of this call. Um, we have this human beings. We 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 want to know we are making progress, right? Mm-hmm. And the way we gauge progress is different. The way we gauge progress, a lot of people think not being able to question God is is showing that you 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 are, you are in sync with Him. It, it shows that you mm-hmm. understand Him. But then, if you look at the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, I don't know if you studied it. Is basically the first couple. It was it was questioning God. And it was because it, so, so many things, there are so many things we'll go through in life that we wouldn't even understand. And even they will take us to dark places, no matter how um, spiritual you are, quote unquote. God, why me? God, why am I going through this problem? God, why is this not easy? Mm-hmm. Myself and Falus had um, that conversation yesterday. And just certain things that, like the way Bebe said, if you're not careful you start to that those questions in our mind that we we shouldn't have i don't know if this baby or fully said the devil will take advantage but and it stems mm-hmm. from us not asking those questions genuinely to god god and us trusting that we'll get answers from him mm-hmm. yeah. i like that i agree so now that we've kind of talked about verse, verses one to if in the i guess last few minutes of our time um so in from verses six to nine, where it talks it talks about causing others to stumble. Do you want to read that quickly for me? Okay, so let me read verses six to nine because they hear me. <laughs> okay. If anyone causes one of these little words, who believe in me, and I'm reading from which person is NIV to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck. And to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gorge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Wait, is it gorge or gouge? What's that word? Gouge. Gouge. Okay. It's gouge it out. Sorry. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Okay. Bebe, take it. Uh, I feel like this, I was talking to my brother, you know, in college. Um, we just moved in recently and everything, and we we're kind of going over this um verse, you know, and I was telling him that one thing I do regret was like freshman year. Again, I was very I'm still extra, but extra the things of the Lord now. And I was telling him that I remember when I was turning 21, you know, like it's a big deal here. So I was basically the party hoster. I would host like parties and stuff. And for my 21st birthday, obviously, I wanted to go all out. It was an all-out birthday. That's all I can say in conclusion. But I was telling him that two years after like my conversion and everything, and one guy was talking to me and he was saying that, you know, he was just saying like, we're talking about, ah, that party have changed so much. Like 
when they watch the videos and stuff, you know, and then they look at me now, it's just like, how? How did this person just do it? And then he was saying, just passing by, he said, oh, do you even know that it's at your party that I um, took drugs for the first time and everything? And like, yeah, as a now Christian, I was so, like he said it like that and we continued the conversation, but I remember that day, it hit me so hard. Like, and I, obviously I was like, oh, so, how, what was the argument? He was like, no, I don't do it anymore. But like, I was just trying to, you know, a few of us were there. People were doing that under the base, like, um, because it was like an apartment. And so there was like the garage or basement. Some people were there doing that. And like, some of them joined, you know, to try and do. And of course, I don't know, like the other people that were there, you know, I don't know if some people from there, they started and became a lifestyle. But like, I was telling my little brother that every time I read this Bible verse, I always go to that part, you know, and even now, like, I'm very careful as to the type of, like, events I want to throw, you know, just to be careful that I'm not used as someone's um, stumbling block, you know, because when I think about that, I always think about, I hope no one else, you know, like, it didn't become an addiction or, like, a lifestyle for someone through that part, you know, but, like, just thinking about how you're training an innocent party, like, in my mind, I'm just having fun with my friends, you know, but you don't know what the outcome of that would be, you know, that lifestyle. So you have to be very careful so that, you know, you are not the one that the devil uses to like bring people out of the kingdom of God. So kind of like I was advising him to, you know, have fun. This is college, but um, everything can be done, but everything isn't like being dead. Everything isn't necessary, you know, for your soul and for you. So be very careful that by the things you say, by your actions, you know, by the way you live life, you don't pull someone to destruction, you know, and everything. For me, like, that's something I always pray about, like, that whole party that happened, like, asking God to forgive me in any way, shape, or form, you know, that I might have enticed people out of the kingdom of God, you know, like, unconsciously, without even being aware of what I was doing, but yeah. Hmm. That's the risk me, because in my head, I'm like, but you didn't do it intentionally like mm-hmm. it wasn't as mm-hmm. you threw a party and you're like hey everybody come and you know try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really friday in college station you know it wasn't like that that wasn't your intention so does it matter whether or not you intentionally cause for me, when she was throwing that, that question and that story out, I was still thinking, I was thinking in the same line as you follow. But then, as Christians, and this is where I feel like baby might not have been in the wrong, but then there are so many Christians who are born again Christians, yet living pretty carelessly. And I think that's mm-hmm. where this God is talking about people who live carelessly. Um, you might throw a party without the intentions of drugs being being there, but there's also an atmosphere you would set, the tone you would set. Um, um, Mosheri threw a party, not with the, you know, and it, at that point, our work with Christ was, you know, she has given us a rundown. But then there are some people who they would be in church on Sunday. They would even be in the, the ushering department, choir department, whatever. But on Friday night, they are not creating those boundaries. The Bible says, guard your heart with all the gems, for out of it flows issues of life. They are not creating those physical boundaries, those not just your heart, like um, um, restraint for people not to use their environments 
as a stumble block. And one thing that really eats me with this passage, the Bible says it's going to come into this world. But woe mm-hmm. to the person it comes through. It will come whether we like it or not. But are you going, you as a child of God, you that you've given your life to Christ, are you the one that, that is going to... And God is talking to his disciples here. These are his closest companions. That See, these kids are coming to me. They, 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 some of them will stumble quite all right, but make sure it's not one of you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and I so I feel like that's what we are called to. And I don't think baby should feel guilty. It's a God. The Holy Spirit was trying to teach you something from yeah. it, but mm-hmm. yeah, but we yeah, need to I think careful. like um what you said. I'm going to piggyback off you. Um, how we live carelessly, you know, as Christians. I think sometimes we don't. We fail to understand the position we're put in as believers, you know, or as Christians. And I, for me, like, even though sometimes, like, I pray about it, you know, I think what I always think is, like, how God was gracious and merciful enough to let me understand, you know, like, how that party, like, had played a role, you know, or could have played a role. Because, like, the person did not continue, you know, in their attitude or anything, but how that could have played a role, you know, in me affecting someone's life you know and like trying to teach me to be careful with my ways you know with like the things i do because i do believe god is merciful you know like god has forgiven us you know when we pray we say um well for us we usually say like pray and ask god for forgiveness for the things you do consciously or unconsciously because people Mm -hmm. are watching you you don't know like who is looking at your ways you know so like i guess for me it was something that really hit me and even like in my relationship, I always try to be very careful as to mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like my behavior, how is it going to come out, you know, across to someone. And sometimes even I say things, you know, jokingly with my friends and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I said this jokingly, but honestly, I don't think I should have said it in a joking, like with a joke, you know, or just passing like that. Mm-hmm. I think I like, let me withdraw my statement quickly because I don't want it to be something, you know, that might lead you to fall into sin or that might push you know even like with my testimony i always tell my siblings my younger siblings like even with your testimony sometimes you have to be very careful how you narrate that because you don't know what situation the other person across you is in you know and then you might narrate that and that might push them to think that it's okay for me to also do that because you also did that at some point you know so you really have to be careful and be observant of whom you're talking to how you're behaving you know like where are those people in front of you like the the way you're behaving the people looking at you how where are they right now in their christian faith and then what you say how much you know like i feel like people who are stronger well let me say stronger in their faith or know whom they're you know there are some things you say they'll know uh you're not serious you know but you can say to like an unbeliever someone growing in their faith and you've literally like broken them completely without even realizing that so just like being careful with the power that we have as believers in our tongues, in our attitudes, and being careful not to like affect others or be the reason why others fail in their work with Christ. Because like you said, it's going to come. It's already in the world, but don't be the instrument that is used by the devil, you know, to bring that to other people. This is sending shivers down my spine because... It's not as if I haven't read the scripture before, but I feel like every time I read it and every time, like, this is a conversation that this is not the first time we're having, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I just try and think about, is it any time, I mean, even unconsciously or 
even without my knowledge, I said something or I did something. Maybe it's something I need to start consciously asking God to maybe forgive me for whether I did it consciously or unconsciously. And to become more aware, you know, about your your actions, your inactions to to unbelievers, to new believers, and even to like mature believers. Because even sometimes as mature believers, you see another mature believer that has done something that may not be quote and unquote biblical, but because you say you think in your mind, ah, this person has done it now, you know, God will forgive you. And this was the yeah. end product. Yeah, so at the end of the day, God will still forgive me, right? It's just, yeah, for, I, I mean, I'm just, it's just making me more, more cautious. It's just making me more cautious. I don't want to, uh, no, I don't want a large millstone around my neck. Oh. I feel like mm. Jesus, when Jesus talks in the Bible, one thing he doesn't shy away from is the gravity of our actions. I'm just looking at the description. I was looking at that scripture again. From a millstone to gouging your eyes to cutting your leg to like people must have been like that, that, that man, that preacher is crazy. The way he'd be explaining things. Like, mm. I don't like him. I don't like him because it's too extreme. Because me in my mind, knowing the kind of person I am, I know that most times I don't like to really shake the table. But Jesus mm. was out there flipping tables, like literally using the Yep. The most gruesome explanation, telling you to leave your parents. If you don't do this, follow me. And in my mind, this is how the way I'm talking right now is how the, I, if I was in Jesus' time and they tell me to describe the that preacher, like that man is so extra. Like the way he, be, he talks, self, he will say if you don't, but but Jesus doesn't miss his words, he's trying to show us the gravity of. You know these things the gravity of our place as believers they basically our position it's a lowly position but that position nonetheless as believers the 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 responsibility we have as believers to other believers and to unbelievers mm -hmm. and jesus is telling us that this responsibility is great mm -hmm. i don't know what a millstone looks like let me google it but i don't want that around my neck either and i also I think Jesus is also trying to help us understand. I feel like, and this may be a different conversation for another topic, but he talks about eternal fire and he talks about hell. The gravity of hell. Like sometimes I feel like maybe because we are in, you know, we we are in time, you know, we kind of think that we always say for everything that has a beginning, it has an end. But yeah. I feel like God, <laughs> I, I don't know, I just feel like I, I feel like Christ is trying to make you understand <laughs> you must do everything in your power or maybe not in your own power, but, you know, by the power of the Holy Ghost, not to him. Hey, H-factor. Is that H-factor, Ed? <laughs> it is. It cracked out <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> but not to end up in hell because... Sometimes I feel like as believers, we don't understand. And this goes back to the, the one of the first podcasts that we, we had, one of the first conversations we had, the rescue mission one, how mm -hmm. our, our job as believers, like it's a rescue mission. This is like, hey, you cannot get out of this thing. Like once you enter or once your enemy enters, there's no 
there's no escape there's nothing so you cannot afford to find yourself in hell i think that's that's one other message that christ was pushing you can't afford if you need to cut off your eye i mean not literally except have that conversation with god but please don't be cutting off there was a story about a woman like cut off his eye that removed his eye ah uh. <laughs> I know my mom. Well, let's, not, let's not talk about that person today because exactly. people but, don't know what. But figuratively, like whatever you mm-hmm. need to get rid of. People, places, <laughs> exactly. jobs, like whatever relationships. You, you can't. It, the weight you. It's better to lose it now than on the last day. Like I said, all of us will put our hand at our back. Maka was saying, sorry, baby. She said we would, would basically fold our ass behind. Yeah, you know what you have like your parents. Like, put your hand your back. Put your hand on your back. So like I just always I just always imagine that I'm, that mess. I'm a mess, sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I think that Jesus was also really trying to help us understand the gravity of hell and do everything in your in the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm giving you to escape to escape this. But this conversation has very long time so any last last thoughts last words baby yeah i wanted to say when both of you were talking you know i was thinking about like my mom how she always would emphasize like the gravity like if you do something the consequences and it doesn't matter like how as christians you have to acknowledge that and i think for me one thing that has really helped me even though i was a young girl i didn't understand is me like acknowledging the fact that yes god is merciful but also like don't play with god he's not your mate like the bible says in Deuteronomy that do not add what um do not add anything to what i have commanded you know and also do not take out anything from the word of god and i think even for me like when i started dating fresh and everything like it was something that we would talk about like the word of god is the word of god if you fall in sin or you do something like don't don't try to cover it up or tell yourself like oh i'm going to your fine like acknowledge that this is wrong because like she said jesus was here he was flipping tables he was saying the truth you know so you have to be truthful to yourself to be able to grow you know and also so that you don't take things for granted you know like when you're um doing stuff you really have to like i always tell my friends like I understand like there's a friend you know we're talking about like what do you think about living with your partner before marriage and all those things and i was saying that like i know i've heard stories where people are like struggling you know there's so much going on that they just have to but i honestly also like have to be honest it doesn't take away what god has said concerning you living like an adulterous life before um like a life you know like having sexual stuff and everything before marriage like if you like that's what god says and i believe that god like we go through situations in life that are hard you know that pushes us sometimes to forget like whom we are or even like forget what god has prescribed for us you know but it doesn't take away the word of god like the word of god is the word of god and when we get to that point in our christian faith where we understand how much god is trying to save us from hell you know we start to realize that all these things he's saying they are not like consequences or punishments they are rather like him trying to be so graceful to us you know and wanting us to be saved that he's telling us like don't do this be careful of this do this do that you know to avoid you going to hell so we really have to get to the point where in our mind like we're able to separate that part 
so that we don't take things for granted and also we are easily able to cut off things that push us into sin you know or that don't make us humble in the kingdom of god thank you Mosheri. i'm gonna say this, this is the last thing i'll say before we end is that i like the fact that Mosheri you know, brought up the fact that consequence. Um, you know how we talked about his teaching time saves nine, two yeah. weeks ago. Um, one thing, I went back to read that passage. One thing that I remember once I caught it and I had to go back to read that passage is that Bible, even though God had mercy on David and David, out of David was the line of Jesus and, you know, the line, I mean, having that's the greatest honor anyone can have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sword never departed from the line of David until now. Until now. So there are consequences. The Bible says, blessed is blessed when the sin is not counted against them. There are many times we, but you want to try. There are many times we don't get what we we, we deserve. But you want to mm-hmm. even try for, to, to get to that point. Um, the, best, the best kind of deal is when you realize early, you turn over, and then you have extended time to do exploit for God. Mic drop. Mic drop, guys. I've already yeah. my mic too. I feel like my two co-hosts, <laughs> Kobe and Baby, have said said it all, and I just I'm just going to wrap up today and and just pray that uh, may God help us not to first of all, not to stumble ourselves because the Bible says that he who stands should be careful lest he falls. Mm-hmm. Sometimes standing, you think that, oh, I cannot stumble, but nobody above stumbling. So, may God help us not to stumble. <laughs> may God help us not to be the ones that make others stumble. Amen. And may God just give us wisdom as we navigate this life. It's it's really, mm-hmm. really hard. May, may the Holy Spirit continue to just help us and and may we also have childlike faith, because that's what we talked about in the earlier parts of this conversation, childlike faith. Um, and yeah, yeah. I pray that you guys have a, an amazing week ahead. I pray God blesses you. I pray that he um, causes his face to shine upon you and be gracious to Amen. you. In all and we love you guys. Love you guys. Bon, maintenant, allez partager, allez liker sur Instagram de Unveiling. Tout le hey, monde, tu n'as pas de, de Unveiling. Vous allez liker, puis partager. partager. Don't let anybody stumble. Share the Unveiling podcast yes. so they can hear the word of God and also Jesus. Thank you. Baby is one of, thank you so much, baby, for putting that, that social media plug because she's one of our ardents. She follows it better than us. As in, she's the Unveiling follow. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you so you much. So much. <laughs> thank you. So, thank guys, you. love you guys, yeah. and we'll love speak to you in the next podcast. Yeah. Bye, bisous. Bye, bye, bisous. <laughs>